Chapter Twenty One of Grace Harlow with the Yankee Shock Boys at Saint Quentin by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ashley Jane. Chapter Twenty One: The Trail Grows Hot. Grace was awakened by two pairs of arms that were encircling her neck. The arms belonged to Elfreda Briggs and Anne Pearson. Anne was shedding tears. J. Elfreda's face wore a stern expression. Anne, please don't be sentimental or whatever you call it. What is wrong, Elfreda? You. I don't know what we are going to do with you. Does Tom know of these escapades? Tom knows that I am doing my duty as I see it. Why? Major Price has told me of this latest one, and really, loyal heart, he is much concerned. He doesn't wish to send you away, but he feels a moral responsibility and says frankly that he doesn't know what to do in the matter. Did he say that? Yes. Alfreda, will you do me a very great favour? Certainly, if I can. Then please run right back to Major Price and tell him to please turn an ambulance over to me for I shall be ready to go out as soon as I have had my supper. Let's talk about something less pleasant. Is there mail for me? Anne produced a letter. It proved to be from the lieutenant whom the doughboy who had confided in Grace had asked to write to Grace Grey in case of the soldier's death. The youthful doughboy had been killed in battle, the letter said, and had died like a man. Grace passed the letter to Miss Briggs. Please write to the mother and the little wife and send the package I gave you, Elfreda. Write a sympathetic letter to each of them. Tell them that his last thoughts were for them and that he died as he had lived, a man. What greater epitaph could be written over a human being? Elfreda promised to attend to it that night after finishing her day's work, and while Grace was dressing, she told them the story of her experiences with the lost regiment, and the wonderful battle that the Blues were fighting. Oh, I do hope they are safe, she murmured. Oh, Grace, I forgot to deliver a message to you. When I saw the Major just before coming here, he asked me to tell you that the Ozzies got through in time to save the regiment. A wounded officer who was brought in less than an hour ago conveyed the news. I'm so glad, breathed Grace, her eyes shining happily. Not that I had anything to do with it, but on account of those wonderful fellows. How I do wish you might have seen them give battle to the Boches, Elfreda. Thank you. I'm quite willing to enjoy that battle at second hand, Grace Harlowe. You know I issued my ultimatum regarding following you a long time ago. The wreck was the end so far as I'm concerned. I'll desert if ever again they suggest me going out with you. Goodbye, answered Grace laughingly as she ran out to the mess tent for a hurried supper after which she reported to her chief. You are going to the river tonight, he informed her. Lasselle, Yes. Pretty hot place, sir. I think you must be looking to lose another ambulance. The chief grunted, but made no other reply. Grace asked if the way was clear, and was informed that it was. She found it so, 
but discovered it to be a rough way full of perils making rapid driving impossible she wondered that the car stood up under the bumps to which it was being subjected and that the wounded survived the terrible jouncing grace herself was tired when she halted long enough at the field hospital for a light luncheon late in the evening her head ached too caused by the pressure of her helmet on the injured head in replacing the helmet on her head grace discovered that a piece of newspaper had been stuffed into the crown of the hat grace examined the paper under the light of her pocket lamp across the street in blue pencil she saw her name scrawled and underneath the name a message to her the message read go back to the states and live the fatherland will win the war stay in france and you die captain grace folded up the sheet of paper and laid it carefully under the driver's seat he may be right at that but i think all things considered that i shall stay she chuckled i shall at least stay until i catch that fellow then perhaps i may move on toward berlin harlow luck pursued her the forward springs went down on that trip and the car was useless this accident happened within a quarter of a mile of her destination which was not so bad as it might have been grace walked into the station she knew that she could not get another car that night and thought perhaps she might find something to do at the station saint souplet on the banks of la selle river was being fought for and already the germans were evacuating the town they had held it for four years during which time the inhabitants had been practically slaves under the tyrannical hun rule there had been great suffering there so it was rumoured starvation being the lot of many of the inhabitants who had been forced to work for the enemy and give up their own food to them the smoke of battle was drifting over the French city even as the enemy evacuated it and the big guns of the 27th Division were following the German retreat, hammering viciously at their heels as they withdrew. When Grace arrived at the station she found a Red Cross officer, Captain Thomas, assembling a little group of volunteers who were about to go into the town to make a survey a reconnaissance in the course of mercy grace listened as he explained the nature of the work before them she was interested at once are you in need of another volunteer captain she asked stepping up into the group about the officer he peered under her helmet then extended his hand we are indeed what are you doing here he demanded waiting to be enrolled in your party being a red cross worker i should be given first chance she said smiling up at him hmm i don't know about that mrs gray we may not come back grace shrugged her shoulders when do we start sir now while i do not like the idea of your going in with us i will admit that i should like to have you let's go grace settled her helmet more firmly in place adjusted her gas mask ready for instant use and stood waiting captain thomas laughed there is no denying a woman when she has made up her mind he declared laughingly did i not know you so well i surely should not permit you to accompany us aren't you driving not now sir 
I am going to St. Souplet. My car is down, she added by way of explanation. Very good. I will report to the station that you are accompanying me and that we probably shall be in before daylight. The intelligence department reports that the Huns are out of the village. Wait here for me, directed the officer, hurrying over to the dressing station to make a report that was to be sent back by the first ambulance or runner leaving for the rear. With no other preparation, unarmed but full of fight, the little party set out bravely for the stricken city. End of chapter 21 Recording by Ashley Jane